Okay, so what is delayed delivery? As some of you might already know, it is a little tool in Outlook and some other email providers that basically allows you to write an email and send it at a later time. This seems like kind of a funny tool to get excited about, <laughs> but today we're gonna to talk about six ways that you can actually use the delay delivery function to make your life a little easier, right? And making your life easier as an advisor is kind of what we're all about here at The Efficient Advisor. So this little email function will save you time. It'll help you not let things slip through the cracks. It has some ways to help you follow up with prospects. It just does like all kinds of super cool stuff. So I'm excited to dive into it. And if you're new here at The Efficient Advisor, hi, I'm Libby Griley. I help financial advisors scale and grow their businesses without grinding out the hours. I have built a seven-figure firm that is 100% referral only while working just three days a week so I could do my at-home mom jam too. I know what it takes to scale your business without grinding and working yourself to death. And I know anybody can do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And we're on this journey together, right? As we grow our advisory businesses. So efficiency is kind of my thing. And I get really, really excited when I find a little trick or something even pretty simple if it saves me time at all. Now, obviously I get more excited about big things, big tricks, big processes, big systems that we can implement that save a lot of time. But the little stuff you know, counts too, right? There's something to be said for all the little things adding up. They make a big difference, right? That's what our video last week about Jeff Olson's Slight Edge book is all about, right? That all these little things add up. The whole premise is that it's all these things put together that make life a little bit easier, right? And we're also going to touch on client experience and how delayed delivery can enhance your client experience and also how it can help you follow up with prospects, right? This is going to be fun. And because I love you guys, I've created a cheat sheet for you to go along with this video that's got detailed instructions on how to use the delay delivery function in Outlook. And it's got on there also the six ways that we use it in our office um, to kind of just help remind you, you can keep it kind of close to you or keep it somewhere nearby so you can actually start implementing some of those different ways or helping your staff implement some different ways to use the delay delivery function, right? I've got you covered. So if you're watching the video, go ahead and stop, print it now, and you can take notes right on it. If you are like a lot of people and you've got me in your cup holder and I'm riding along to work with you in the car and you're just listening, I've got you. You go ahead and print it out when you get to the office and stick it next to your computer. So you can download it later and I've got, it's literally step-by-step because step. if you're like me, I love when people show me how and I love them to show me like exactly how. <laughs> let's get into delay delivery awesomeness number one. So in our coaching and in our live workshop, we talk a lot about establishing a model week and training your clients to work within parameters that you've set for yourself and to work within, you know, kind of basically creating boundaries. Um, we want you to schedule how you want to work when you want to be accessible. That's one of the 
core competencies for creating work-life balance is really nailing this model week. It's actually the first thing I coach on when I'm helping an advisor overhaul his or her practice to regain some sort of semblance of control of their life, right? Um, but what's so critical when establishing boundaries or parameters is actually sticking to them, right? That is the hardest part for all of us. So if you tell a client that you do not work on nights and weekends, um, but sometimes you offer a night appointment to them or sometimes you offer a, week appointment, a weekend appointment to them, right? You're setting yourself up for confusion. You're setting yourself up for future boundary pushing. If you said once, yes, once, right? Will you feel obligated to say yes again? If they refer you to somebody else and they know that you hold evening appointments or weekend appointments, are they going to push those boundaries as well? So it's the same thing when it comes to email and responding. So if you're constantly playing catch up outside of your model week <clears throat> or outside of your stated hours, and let's be honest, it happens to all of us, even me, sometimes the computer does creep, not often, but sometimes it does creep home with me and I have to do a little catch up for something on a day that I'm not typically in the office. Um, if you respond that same evening and over the weekend, your clients will come to expect this level of response from you, right? We've all been sort of conditioned to think of email as an immediate response tool. So if you are responding at 7 p.m. and you're kind of going back and forth with the client, they're going to expect reasonably that level of availability at another time. So you can do the work when it's convenient for you. And then, so type up the email, type up your response, include any attachments, do it outside of your model week if you're working that way, but make sure you delay the delivery of the email to go through on your normal work days or work hours. So let's say a Saturday morning, you're catching up and you're just sending out. So in our office, after every single meeting, we send a post-meeting email that recaps the entire meeting. It assigns homeworks. It confirms changes that we made. It also addresses what we're going to talk about next. Um, we send that hopefully the same day that the client has the meeting. But let's just say for sake of example, that Saturday morning, I'm getting caught up on my follow-up emails. I can go into delay of delivery, type the whole email, do any attachments, add any links, whatever I would normally do, and actually set it to deliver Monday morning at 8.30 or 9 a.m. or whatever time makes sense for you. So you can create it and then delay the delivery, right? So that's where that, that's where that comes from. What a creative name, I tell you. Um, delayed delivery use number two, right? Another awesome way that you can use it is to do reminders and client follow-up. So an example of this might be, you know, let's say in May you're meeting with a client and they're paying off their car in November and they'll have $500 a month to do something with. And let's say like in your meeting, you've said, Hey, we're going to, in November, we're going to use that money and we're going to start contributing to your Roth. When you are following up from the meeting in May, you can go into delay delivery, you can create your email, and basically you could say something like, hey, friendly reminder, when we met back in May, we said that the van will be paid off in November and that you're going to redirect this money to your Roth. You can do that follow-up in May and then have it set to deliver November 1st or you know the first Monday of the month or whatever it looks like. So it can happen at a later date. It's just one more thing that you can take off that future to-do list and just do it right now, 
right? So if you say, okay, in November, I have to follow up with Sharon about redirecting her car payment to the Roth. That's just one more thing that can slip through the cracks. It's one more thing that's on a future to-do list. And we don't know what your life's going to look like in November, right? You could have a whole bunch of stuff going on. A lot can change for you between now and then. So why don't you get it done now? And now while it's fresh in your mind and you're processing that post-meeting follow-up, go ahead and get it set up for November. And you can always cancel these. So in the attached template, I've got for you how you can find them. So there's an outbox and in your outbox box, it'll show you all of the pending emails that you have set to go out. So let's say Sharon is proactive and calls you in October and says, Hey, my payment's ending. I want to go ahead and get that set up. Then you could just go into the delay delivery and delete the email. And then you don't have to worry about kind of looking like an idiot and having to go out to her when she just had that conversation with you. Um, so you can always cancel them, which makes life easy. The third way that we use delay delivery is for digital meeting prep. So if you've been to our live event or you've followed me for a while, <laughs> you know that I am a huge advocate of working in advance. So we prep for all of our meetings about two weeks out. So I'm preparing agendas, running illustrations, calculating rates of return, all of those things a couple weeks in advance. So for me, that's six business days since I only work three days a week. So you do you, might be sooner, might be later, but working in advance has changed my life entirely from a stress and overwhelm level. Um, but let's say I'm working on a client account. Um, I love to work two weeks in advance. It gives me time to delegate things. It gives me time to have my team prepare applications. It gives me time to just do all of the things necessary between prepping for a meeting and actually executing the meeting. But we do a lot of our meetings virtually. So about 40% of my meetings are held over Zoom or over the phone. And so when I'm prepping for that meeting two weeks before, I can actually get my agenda, any reports that I want to show them, anything that I want to send to them, I can actually send it right there and then and have it deliver the business day before our meeting. So for me, I don't like to have a ton of advanced uh, I don't want to have the documents in my client's hands too far in advance because if I sent the email today and our meetings in two weeks, they'll probably forget to download the attachments. They'll forget where the email was. They might accidentally delete it or <clears throat> they might spend a ton of time going through the documents ahead of time when I want to be the one to kind of walk them through. So I like to have the delay delivery, send it to them the day before. But before I was using delay delivery, I'd have to have a note for someone on my team for the day, for myself or for someone on my team the day before the meeting to actually send the documents. And you know, if you're sick or you just get busy, you know, you're, you've always had those moments where you're driving home going, shoot, I said I was going to send that today, or I was supposed to send that today for our meeting tomorrow, and I didn't get it done. Delayed delivery kind of takes care of that. So <clears throat> I don't like to send it the day of. I think that's too soon. I want them to be able to look at it the day before, download anything, print anything out. If they like to have physical copies, I do try to send it the day before. Um, but since I'm prepping in advance, I can create that delay delivery with the appropriate stuff, the Money Guide Pro output, um, prospectus links, anything that I want to send to them. And of course, I have an email template for this, which we are going to talk in a couple weeks. There's going to be a video on all of the client facing email templates that we use. And I'm going to give that to you guys. So you guys can totally steal my client facing email templates. Um, so I will use the template, plug in what's appropriate, 
and ship it off to the client. And then I don't have to worry about it and it will automatically show up. Now, of course, if they cancel their appointment or make a change, we can just go in and stop that email from happening. The other thing worth noting too, is you can go in and you can change the time and you can change the date. So let's say they reschedule and it's for a follow, the week following. You could go in and change the dates so that it shows up one business day before the new appointment day, which is pretty cool. Um, again, the goal is it's just one less thing on my to-do list for a week out. The goal is to get it done while I'm prepping, while it's fresh in my brain, it's not lingering. Um, it just leaves less room for error, which is my main game plan. <laughs> okay, so the fourth way that I use delay delivery, and this one's kind of random, <clears throat> but I use delay delivery to remind myself to do things. So just like the last one, right, I, where you can email clients to remind them to do stuff, I can use it to remind me. So my, I use a planner, as you guys might know, but my planners are a three-month planner. So at most, I can document stuff that's three months in advance. And then for my family, we use Google Calendar, but I don't want to like fill that up with like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I have in the past used delay delivery to remind myself like, hey, in May, get online to find out when the community center is posting their swim lessons. Because the day of registration, those things go like crazy. So I want to make sure in May, I'm getting on to see when they're going to open them up in June and then getting that kind of stuff on my calendar. So I use my planner for things that are closer to now, but for things that might be eight, nine, 10 months from now, delay delivery is my jam. I've also had advisors that I coach use delay delivery to remind themselves of things like goals. So you can set a goal for yourself and you could set a reminder every week, uh, sending you an email saying, here's what you need to do this week to make that goal happen. Or don't forget, this is something that we want to keep top of mind. Here's a goal that you set for yourself. Um, so I love when people make it super actionable and they give themselves maybe one or two things that they can do to move their business forward that week but you can use it for just about anything if you want to remind yourself, which is fun. All right. The fifth way that we use delay delivery is for appointment reminders. You could type them all up at the same time, you or someone on your team, and have them set to deliver whatever cadence you use, right? So we send reminders about a week before the client meeting. Um, we also will send them an email requesting any questions that they have for the meeting two weeks in advance. So once the meeting is booked, Lisa in our office, who does all of our admin, she could create a reminder email and have that set to deliver a week before. She can create the, do you have any questions email and set that to deliver two weeks before, and then she can be done. So it could be part of that appointment setting process versus again, it just leaves more to do on your list. If you have to remember to send out your appointment follow-ups or your appointment reminders. And again, we have a template email for this. So all she has to do is plug and play and then select the dates that she wants them to deliver. So nice and simple. Um, and again, stay tuned in this tactical tip series. We've got all those email templates, which is awesome. So last and final, I am sure there are other uses for delay delivery, and I'm sure our amazing efficient advisor community will share them. So of course, head out to the Facebook page. There will be a thread for this video. And I know y'all are geniuses and you've all got all kinds of creative ideas. So I know people will go on and go, oh, I've used it for this. And oh, I've used it for that. And um, what did I, someone told me they, when they come up with a Christmas gift idea, now I keep a, a log in my phone for that, but when they come up with a Christmas idea, they'll have that sent to themselves in November. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could use this. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, but the last and final way we'll talk about is number six, you can use delayed delivery to send a nurture sequence to your prospects. So it has to be compliance approved, of course, if you're going to send it to more than one person. So any of these templates that are not customized, you're just going to want to make sure you put through your compliance. Um, but a nurture sequence is basically when you engage with somebody, uh, you know, you've all signed up for a freebie online, right? And then you've noticed that you get an email from that person or that company, you get a, a whole series of emails that's triggered by your initial interest level. Same thing with a prospect. You can engage with a prospect. Let's say you connect with them and maybe they haven't agreed to do a financial plan with you just yet. You can set up a nurture sequence to send them some sort of touch point, maybe every week or every two weeks or whatever you do in your office as part of your client experience. So you could have uh, an ev client event. We recommend the white glove referral events that we talk about here at the Efficient Advisor. But let's say you do an event. You can have an email set to go a week later saying, hey, thanks so much. Here's the link to Shutterfly to see all of the photos that I took at that event. And then maybe uh, two weeks later, you can have an email go out with a PDF or a newsletter or some sort of brochure, maybe relevant to the topic that you talked about at your event. So maybe a four field article or some sort of, um, you know, information that's just purely educational, you know, and you can have these set up and then maybe a month later you have another touch point. So if you haven't heard from them, there's a way for you to continually to follow up. I know a lot of advisory firms have um, like constant contact or MailChimp or really sophisticated email service providers, but I also know a lot don't, like my parent company. We don't have a nurture sequence system. So this is something that you could manually create and you can create it once and have a template for it and plug it in for all of those people that it's appropriate for. So as you meet new prospects, um, you could put them in your nurture sequence. As you do events, you could add them to your nurture sequence. Um, we do it all the time. So for our live event, because I like to work in advance because it makes my life easier, we get all of our emails set up ahead of time. So the pre-work email with the links to the videos and the worksheets and things we're going to want you to do ahead of the event. So when you come, you're super ready and prepared. We've got that all prepped and ready to go. And once we have our final list of participants, we'll send it to those 40 people, you know, a month before the uh, event. And then maybe we've got another email that goes out. And then post-event, we have some emails that go out. Actually, it takes, we give so many templates and, and like stuff. It takes us like four emails because of the document sizes. So we have those four emails ready to go so that those folks get that information the day they leave Cincinnati and can start working on it on the plane if they wanted to on the way home. So there's a lot of really cool uses for it. Um, and the cool part is, is I can go in and tweak it. So at every live event, we end up with a couple of inside jokes that just kind of emerge for that community, <laughs> which is one of my favorite thing about the live events because they're so connected and it's such a tribe of people and it's really fun. But we come up with a lot of um, inside jokes. So I might go into that email and update it and tweak it and add an inside joke or something like that, just again, to kind of make it a little bit more personal. All right, so there you have it. Those are the six ways that you can use delayed delivery in your advisory business right now. 
And next week, I'm sending you a video on how to manage your inbox more efficiently. So this was a game changer for me. I, this is amazing. So there is a huge difference between checking email and processing email. This is the first video that I ever formally did for the efficient advisor a while ago, and it's still one of my favorites. So we have over a thousand new friends here on the efficient advisor email list. So some of you might've seen it before. Some of you haven't, if you haven't totally check it out. I went from having 2,800 emails in my inbox. I used it for storage. I used it as a to-do list. I did all the things that you're not supposed to do with it. <laughs> and I have using Amber De La Garza, who's a productivity specialist that I do this interview with about inbox management, using the tips and tricks that she gave me. She helped me get my inbox down from 2,800 and some odd emails. And I have effectively kept it at less than 200 for the last 10 months. So that's super awesome. You won't want to miss that. It's really, really good. And we also talk about tips and tricks to organize email that helps satisfy, satisfy some of your compliance requirements and some of your um, documentation requirements. So it's, it's gold. It's really, really good. Um, and oh, so don't forget, we've got the free download, the cheat sheet that goes along with this that helps describe these six different ways to use delay delivery and also has the step-by-step -step instructions on how to use it. And I mentioned earlier, the Facebook community, come join us. It's fun. Um, there'll be a thread for this video and I'd love for you to share, comment, learn, um, or let us know if you use delayed delivery for the first time and what your experience with it is like and what you're using it for. Cause I love to know that kind of stuff. So thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you guys. I love all the feedback that you give me. I am loving all of the different ideas. So this whole tactical tip series really came from you guys wanting to know just like little things. Um, and of course, if you want really, really big things, you know, consider joining us at our live event, but keep, keep tuned in because the next four five, six weeks, we're going to be doing client experience tips. Um, a lot of like email, um, our templates, all kinds of really fun stuff is coming. So thank you guys so much. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Keep the ideas coming. I appreciate you. And we are on this journey together. Okay, it's 2021 Libby here. This episode was originally recorded in 2018 or 2019. I don't know why I feel like I need to share that every time I use an old episode. Maybe it's the compliance side of me that just won't die. Like you must know every detail about something with complete accuracy. <laughs> anyway, I just want to close out the episode with this. I see you. I see the moms and dads who are pulling late hours maybe spending a little too much time on their phones, squeezing work into pockets of time on the weekends. I know what that's like. I was you. <laughs> and I am here to share with you that there is a different way. Once I cut my work hours in half, my productivity and my revenue skyrocketed. I got more work done in 25 hours a week than I did when I was working 60. And it really came down to creating simple and repeatable systems that I could delegate. The Efficient Advisor was created to share that information. I'm just one of those people who, when I figure something out, I just want to turn over my shoulder and tell that person who's, you know, just like five minutes behind me, hey, look, I made this. It's easier. I figured it out. And that's just my personality. And that's why I created the Efficient Advisor. 
My mission is to deliver content that you can implement in your business immediately. I'd love to connect with you in the Efficient Advisor community on Facebook. That's where I hang out and do live Q&As and share additional tips and tricks. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to follow it. That's the new fancy word for subscribe. (laughs) I feel so professional saying that now. Like you know you've got an official podcast when you have to tell people to subscribe and leave a review. (laughs) Let me know how else I can serve you and how I can help you go from overwhelmed to overjoyed in your business. And don't forget to check out the free download that lays out step-by-step how to use delay delivery in Outlook. You can grab that in the show notes, or you can head out to theefficientadvisor.com and search for podcasts. Until next time.